0: From the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Radio Rotary.
1: Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah
0: Tree Bosser And
1: welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service.
0: Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life.
1: And today we're very excited because we're coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia. And we'll be chatting with Rotarians from around the world about the great, work Rotary is doing to serve
0: all of humanity. Well, you know, Sarah O'Connell, I know hotel rooms are expensive in Atlanta, Georgia, but uh, we have somebody here who set up a tent right in the middle of the Rotary International Convention here at the Georgia World Convention Center. I guess we have to find out why.
1: I was going to say, let's find out why. This is very interesting, and as usual, Jonah, when we attend these events, we learn something new. So let's welcome Derek Locke, who is representing Shelterbox, one of our favorite topics.
0: Well, Derek, good morning and welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you very much.
2: Glad to talk to you. So tell us, what is Shelterbox? Shelterbox is a disaster relief organization that grew out of a rotary project in the UK. Uh, We're now pleased to say that we've uh, helped over a million people. Uh, with shelter following disasters. So we go in after any type of disaster, either man-made or natural, and help people that have been displaced.
1: And now, what are we standing in today here in Atlanta at the International Conference 2017?
2: Well, actually, you're not standing in a tent. Um, ShelterBox started off with supplying tents, for the most part, inside the boxes that most people are familiar with. But we've evolved over the years, and we now also have a, a complete range of aid. We have three, four different types of tents that we use. Uh, and we also have what we call a shelter kit. Now, a shelter kit consists of some heavy-duty tarps, two four-by-six-meter tarps. And it also consists of, has a set of tools in there. Now the idea is that we don't necessarily have to pr- move people out of a damaged home into a tent. Instead, we can use these kits to repair them. Unless so you're standing in now.
1: It's a little smaller. It comes in a in a container similar to shelter box. It's like a mini, and it's an abbreviated version, maybe, of a shelter box. Am um, I misstating that, or?
2: Yeah, a little, because we first of all, it's it's not a tent, so it's right. not tented shelter. Plus, we don't have. in that kit all the other items that we do in the box like the kitchen set the blankets and so on and so forth however having said that we do depending on the need transport those other items to uh the beneficiaries if they're needed
0: now getting back to the shelter box itself uh it's like a giant tupperware box uh, about the size of an old steamer trunk and you guys should give uh lessons to every rotarian who had to pack to go on an airplane to come here because not every and not a square centimeter of that box is wasted in addition to this beautiful dome tent that can sleep an entire family uh what else do you put in the shelter box for survival
2: okay so we have blankets waterproof ground sheets uh, water purification, a water purifier, which is critical in just about every disaster situation. Uh, water carriers, we have a kitchen set that has pots and pans in it and plates and so on and so forth. Uh, and solar lights, very, very important. Not only so that you know people can see to read or whatever, but for security. You know, you can imagine in some countries where women have to go outside of whatever shelter they're in to go to the bathroom at night or what have you, they need light. Also, this helps a great deal with the children. They can read at night, they can do their homework if they can still go to school and so on. So, yeah.
0: And speaking of the kids, you also include a a kit.
2: To keep the kids busy, what's that all about? Yes, we do. It's a children's activity pack. Um, as you can imagine, after most disasters, people have lost everything, including whatever the children had. So there's coloring books in there. Uh, there's a chalkboard and uh crayons and things like that so just to keep the kids busy
1: well not just that but this is so clever we're just thumbing through a book produced by shelterbox the day the rain came and it's written by claire white and heather white and illustrated by michael Foreman. and it's for primary school children and okay. it is a child's book explaining the disaster and i think i think it's a form of comfort yet another form of comfort yes. that shelterbox yes. provides these
2: are also educational tools, too, that we can take into schools and things like that when we're speaking. So,
0: So Derek, if people want to learn more about ShelterBox, is there a website? There is a
2: website. You can go to the main website, which is shelterbox.org. Or if you're in the U.S., you can go to shelterboxusa.org, shelterboxcanada.org if you're in Canada. And there's about 18 affiliates that you can, look, you can find on the main website.
1: It's an extraordinary project. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, me. Derek, for spending time with us on Radio Rotary. It's
2: my pleasure. Thank you for talking.
0: We now welcome to Radio Rotary Gretchen Bren of Omaha, Nebraska. And Gretchen, you're involved with something called, um, well, you tell us what it is, about polio survivors.
3: Yes. Uh, we're with the... Rotarian Polio Survivors and Associates Rotarian Action Group. I think I got that all out there. There's a lot of Rotarian stuff in there, but um, this is really a very interesting um, Rotarian Action Group for me to be a part of. Um, I'm not a polio survivor, and actually before I joined Rotary, I didn't know any polio survivors. But this is one part of Rotary that has just really taken me and made me a very different person by getting involved. So by being involved with the Rotarian Action Group, that's allowed me to get more action in.
0: Let's have a little background now. Uh, you're you're far too young to remember uh, polio scares, but I'm not. I remember uh, being told I couldn't go to the swimming pool, I couldn't go to a movie theater because of the frightening scare of most parents of the highly infectious polio uh, virus. And that would sometimes cripple children or, or kill them. Uh, and I uh, Then in about 1955, we had the miracle of Salk and Sabin vaccine which cured polio in the United States, but now we have something called post-polio syndrome. Tell us about that, Gretchen.
3: Yes, post-polio syndrome, this is one of the things that I really learned about from the polio survivors. You never are cured of polio. Once you have polio, you have it for life. And even though the symptoms may go away from when you're a child, if you've had it at that time, people recover from it, they're able to walk again, but then they reach an older age. And they start getting the same symptoms back that they had when they had polio as a child. They can have trouble with their nervous system. They can have trouble with their muscles. They can have trouble breathing. But it's so important for for polio survivors to let their doctors know that they did have polio as a child. Because one of the things I found out is anesthesia will affect polio survivors differently than other people. So it's so important for your
1: doctor to be aware of that. What are you all, what's your goal at being at this convention? Because Rotarians in general are very committed to the um, annihilation globally of polio. You guys are here doing what exactly, Gretchen? As a Rotarian
3: Action Group, we're here as a resource for Rotary clubs and districts around the world for helping with projects. And one of the projects that we're featuring this year is the community-based rehabilitation centers. This is an idea that we have because, you know, hopefully we will eradicate polio in the next, we will see the last wild case in the next year. It will be gone five years after that if all goes well. That's what all Rotarians are working for. But we still have the polio survivors out there, the ones that we missed getting the vaccine to. So by doing a rehabilitation center, we're still able to help the polio survivors that are out there around the world. This is something that we hope that can be dropped into places around the world that can be done to help survivors not only of polio but of other diseases and other problems. So it's one of our goals that we want to get some clubs and districts involved
1: with. And if we wanted to know more about this project and these efforts of yours, is there a website? On there the is experts? a website and that is
3: www.rotarypoliosurvivors.org.
0: Give us that one more time
3: poliosurvivors.org.
0: Well, Gretchen Brenn of Omaha, Nebraska, thank you for everything you do for helping polio survivors, and thanks for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thank you. Let me remind our listeners they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Treeboss, and my co-host is Sarah O'Connell, and we're coming to you from the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia.
1: And Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank, your regional bank. For all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Please visit them at salisburybank.com. And by Absolute Auction and Realty, serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley since 1946. And by the Rotary Clubs of the Hudson Valley.
0: And we'll back with more of the Rotary International Convention from Atlanta, Georgia after these important messages.
3: Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website,
4: Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all your personal, business, and wealth management needs. Check us out at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com.
0: Salisbury Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. An equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank.
4: Enriching. Hi, this is Kathy Krueger, producer of Radio Rotary. If you are listening now, so are your customers. You can advertise on Radio Rotary for as little as $25 per week. Call me, Kathy Krueger, at 845-635-3499. That's 845-635-3499 for full details. Or email me at info at RadioRotary.org. That's info at RadioRotary.org. Looking forward to working with you.
0: Georgia Georgia The whole day day Just an old sweet song Our next guest on Radio Rotary is Christine Phillip of Muirfield, England, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about the Rotarian Fellowship of Doctors. Good morning, Chris, and welcome to Radio Rotary.
5: Thank you very much for having me. Um, Yes, my name is Chris, and I'm from murfield not Muirfield, murfield uh, which is a small town in the northeast of England. Um, My profession really is healthcare. Um, I ran a breast cancer screening program with my husband, John, who is the chairman of the the Doctors Fellowship. So it's a great privilege to be here in Atlanta and to meet uh, lots of new people and we're hoping to enthuse quite a few people to join the fellowship. We're a networking organization um, putting experts and people with a huge amount of experience in touch with people who want to make use of that experience. We've done various projects um, with people who are members of the fellowship out in Tanzania. Um, we've taken groups to India to uh, take part in the polio nids
0: uh, well what's an nid
5: a national immunization day uh, where something like 72 million children under five are immunized with the oral polio vaccine and to join a group you help the local rotarians who do this on a two-monthly basis at, um, at immunizing all the children in their community and it takes a huge amount of hard work and it's such a privilege to be involved. I think India is still having to do the vaccination program although they've been declared polio free now for three years but we have to keep up the momentum and uh, I think it's one way in which uh, qualified and unqualified people who are just enthusiastic about polio can get
0: involved. Well, I think it's terrific that uh, healthcare professionals like yourself, who we know are very busy people, take time not only to join Rotary, but to do these great uh, service projects around the world to assure uh, health and uh, better living conditions for those less fortunate. And uh, and
1: also, I want to ask, Chris, have you been to the States before? Is this your first time on the side of the pond? No, um, this is about my fifth time. Um, you're,
5: you're a veteran traveler. Well, a veteran conference goer, too. <laughs> uh, we came to the conference in, my first convention was in Texas, in San Antonio, in 2009. Uh, we came to Chicago and we came to New Orleans. So three three conferences here. But we've been on holiday with our children. We went, we went inevitably to, to Disney World in um, Florida. And we've done um, fly-drive holidays in um, California and in New England. So we've seen a bit, but only a bit of your wonderful country. I'm
1: and very impressed. I'm very impressed. And how are you finding hot Atlanta as we call I'm it? In the South. Uh, <laughs> it's not too
5: bad. It's not too okay. bad. We, 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 we spent a week in Charleston uh, before arriving in Atlanta and from Charleston to Atlanta the drive was just like a November day in England it rained and it gray and it was miserable (laughs) but I'm glad to say the sky's blue and I've seen a lot of sunny faces here so
0: So, Chris Phillip, if there are uh, doctors, nurses, physicians assistants, uh, others in the healthcare field who uh, would be interested in not only joining Rotary, but becoming a member of the Rotary Doctors' Fellowship, how do they go about doing that?
5: Um, Well, the application form is available online. It's $105 for life membership, and you can access that at www.healthprofessionalsrotary.org.
0: Say that one more time. www.healthprofessionalsrotary.org. In Rotary.org. Well, Christine Phillip of the Murfield, did I get that right? Murfield. Murfield. Well, you see, you speak English, I speak American. Yeah, never mind. But Rotarian Christine <laughs> Phillip of the uh, Doctors' Fellowship, thank you so much for everything you do thank to assure you. good health around the world, and thanks for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. You're welcome.
5: Have a great day.
0: <laughs> thanks, you too. Well, here we are in Atlanta, and we run into an old friend, one of uh, the Hudson Valley's favorite Rotarians, Dave Greenwood. Hello there, David, and uh, how you enjoy, How did you enjoy the convention? Because actually, we're sitting in the Jimmy Carter Presidential Library, and we just ran into Dave at the cafeteria. And I realized I hadn't seen Dave too much at the convention and have a chance to talk to him. So Dave, how did you enjoy the conference?
6: The highlight for me was the young people. And I realized it's so important in any organization to maintain contacts with the young people that initially may have been involved with an activity or an event and not lose track of them. With us, youth youth exchange is so important. And for Rotary, we have one of the largest youth exchange programs of any organization. And that's important. Thank <laughs> you. At this convention, talking to people and having those young people share their experiences as they've been in other countries, and what they've learned and brought back is really a highlight for me.
0: Explain to folks at home how the youth exchange program works.
6: There are a number of different types, but the major one that Rotary has endorsed is a year exchange. A high school student will apply and, if accepted to the program, will go to another country, live with three host families in the of the year and attend the local public school. What that does is allow, one, the child to master a second language. Uh, We also do not exchange with English-speaking countries. That's unique in our Hudson River Valley uh, district. So they will go to another country, learn or master a language, and attend the local school. The reason we encourage three different families is that there is no such thing as a typical American family. So by having three families, they have three different viewpoints, three different walks of life. That's important.
0: And, of course, we send uh, students overseas, American students overseas, for exchange experience. Uh, my Red Hook Club, we always have an exchange student uh, incoming uh, from other countries, and we have sent uh, students to... Uh, Italy and Brazil and other countries and they always have a great time. Uh, Now, do you have to be the daughter or son of a Rotarian to go overseas?
6: So many people think that, but no, it's not true. You have to be interested and uh, go through the interview, and the interview basically uh, is an opportunity for the student to explain why they want the experience and what they hope to gain from it. The international students who come here basically reflect countries all around the world. The exchange program actually is a program in over 100 countries not that we deal with those 100 we usually in our district have between seven and ten students in any given year that would be seven and ten going out seven or ten coming in
0: and each of them get to stay with three different american families now do those families those host families have to be rotarians
6: no absolutely not Uh, as a matter of fact uh, how we define a family has changed over the years traditionally it would have been a mother and a father, potentially um, uh, uh, siblings, children as well. But today, it could be a single parent, it could be same-sex parents, it could be grandparents, it could be young. The age is not a requirement either. The only requirement is that they have a heart large enough to be able to uh, take in the exchange student and show them what America is all about.
0: And if folks at home want to learn more about our Youth Exchange program or perhaps volunteer to be uh, host parents, or they're interested in uh, sending their own child, uh, their own teenager, uh, overseas on Youth Exchange, uh, I know there's a website. Uh, How do people get a hold of you, Dave Greenwood?
6: Literally uh, connect with your local Rotary Club and their representatives, and they will put you in touch with the district chair and coordinate. That's how we do it.
0: And if you want to know where your local Rotary Club is, go to rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org, click on the Club Locator button. And while you're at it, why don't you come to a Rotary meeting, join the fun, the food, the fellowship, and get to meet great people like Dave Greenwood. Dave, thanks so much for joining us on Radio Rotary.
6: My pleasure. I always love talking about Rotary.
0: Well, it's a glorious morning here at Atlanta's Olympic Centennial Park, and uh, we're surrounded by Rotarians, thousands of Rotarians in red, white, and blue T-shirts at the End Polio Now 3K Walk, and I've run into a familiar face. My darling wife, Ellen Trebowasa. Good morning, Ellen, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Good morning, Jonah. So what's it like for a non-Rotarian to attend a Rotary convention? Lots of fun. Such as? Well... Um, Being able to
5: participate in a walk uh, for such a wonderful cause is ending polio throughout the world, attending the House of Friendship and seeing all the great Rotary projects from all over the world. Um, Even the uh, uh, general meetings every morning are full of interesting and exciting and inspiring information about what Rotary does all over the world. And uh, getting to talk to people.
0: And you actually, you keep a list every year of the various countries of people you've spoken to. And uh, what was your most number of countries in which convention?
3: Ah,
5: I don't remember. It's at least a hundred countries at each convention. The convention hasn't even started as 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 of yet, and I'm up to
0: about thirty. Terrific. Well, thank you very much for putting up with me for 43 years, and thanks for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. It's been a pleasure. Which one? most of the 43 <laughs> years and being here with you. Alrighty. It's been a great pleasure to bring you today's edition of Radio Rotary from the Rotary International Convention in Atlanta, Georgia. Our thanks to the great folks at the Rotary Press Office, Chanel Williams, Vivian Fiore, and Audrey Carl for all of their help here at the convention.
1: And our thanks to our sponsors, Salisbury Bank, your regional bank, for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com and by Absolute Auction and Realty, serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley since 1946, and
0: by the Rotary Clubs of the Hudson Valley of New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell, our producer Kathy Krueger, and the Wizard of the Buttons, our great engineer Mr. Jay Bursey this is Jonah Tree, boss, so thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. So long from Atlanta. So long from Atlanta.